Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, before we start a new hour here, this show, we are a family and a member of our family had a celebration this weekend. Congratulations, Ryan Clark, your son Jordan graduated from college. Yeah, and we were super excited. Our friend Herm Edwards, who was the head coach when Jordan decided to go to Arizona State, he looked at me and he looked at my wife and he said, your baby's going to graduate. And he told us that that was going to happen. It's been three and a half years since Coach Herm Edwards told us that. And so it was truly just an honor. And we were so blessed to get to watch Jordan walk across the stage. It was one of those things. uh, His mom was making this huge deal out of it because she was so excited. And he kept saying, I didn't know you guys thought I was a dummy. And I graduate from college and we were just just trying to let them know that we were proud of him and we appreciated the actual effort to get that uh, college diploma and it was one of those cool things right now uh, in my household uh, I was the first you know my mom's my dad's family uh, to get a degree my wife has her degree our oldest and Jordan have theirs and we just have one more and so it'll be a huge family accomplishment once everybody finishes so it was an awesome moment. Way to go. That's a great one for the family. Again, we, if you wake up in those mornings and you watch us here on Get Up Every Morning, this is our family. And, and so when there's a cause for celebration, we all celebrate together. With that, we begin hour number two. We're live at the Seaport. We are brought to you by Grey Goose. And it begins with how the West was won last night in Seattle. 49ers in town to take on the Seahawks. Rob Nikovich, let's pick it up with that man, the unexpected hero, Brock Purdy, and then the expected hero, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he's the best trade of the year right now. Going to get my Caffrey, he has been the spark for this team, uh, just destroying defenses as he faces them. He ran for 100. They ran for 170 yards last wow. night. And then how about this play here to George Kittle? Yeah, this is a fun pass. Literally, it's what it's called, fun pass. Double wide routes, linebackers chase the cheese, and you throw it down the middle of the field. It's fun to watch. George Kittle had two touchdowns last night. Now, just over a minute to play in the half. This is a huge moment in the game. Seattle is looking to try and get points. Oh, but the ball's oh, coming out. And this defense, the 49ers defense, they're fast, they're nasty. One of the best in the league right now. And that one comes down to the six-yard line, and it sets up this. Again, final minute, McCaffrey punches it in. And so just like that, the entire game shifts. Niners up 14-3 at halftime. And then there's more because they get the the ball to start the third quarter and here comes Kittle again. Nick, where is the defense? <laughs> I don't know. It's not there. It's non-existent. But yeah, just let Kittle run down the field wide open and then don't tackle him. Touchdown 49ers. Kittle big day, two touchdowns. Purdy had both of those throws. No picks. 217 yards for the rookie. Then this one should have put the game away. This is a pick oh. six for San Francisco. But hold everything. Nick Bosa called for roughing the passer. I hate this call. I absolutely hate this call as a defensive then you get to the quarterback, you do all this hard work, and then they throw the flag. And it's just football. They got to change something with that. Seahawks get a new set of downs. By the way, 
on that same drive, Bosa would get another sack. <laughs> it actually looked almost exactly <laughs> very, the same. Very similar. Luckily, they didn't no call play. that. They had three sacks on the night. Anyway, under four minutes to go, it's 21-6. Seattle sort of desperate at the end here. This is Kenneth Walker the third. That's a 33-yard gain. Seattle needs to score quickly, and they do, actually, on the very next play. A touchdown to Noah Fant. So it's a one-score game late, Ninko, but it was too little too late. Yeah, yeah they just ran out of time here. And, and again, nice play call there in the red zone, but ran out of time. Yeah, because here's the third down play. San Francisco, they just needed three, and they get 55. Niners run out the clock. They win the West. Kyle Shanahan, you're a division champion, and then some. Talk to me. This isn't um, our final goal by any means. I'm very proud of our team and what we accomplished throughout the year to get to this. Um, our goal is to get in the tournament, and we accomplished that today. But um, now it's all trying to set that up to be the best situation we can and uh, hopefully get some of our guys back, too, in the process. Look, I, and, and, and I'm trying to come up with ways to put into perspective the unlikelihood of the story if Brock Purdy continues to take them. You've got to go to things like Jeff Hostetler and Kurt Warner and some of the other legendary NFL improbable quarterback stories. Go ahead, RC. Greeny. You missed, you could say Greeny, you could say Tom Brady. I know everybody gets upset that you ever compare everything to Tom Brady because yeah. for some reason they always thought he had this ch this chiseled chin and they always <laughs> thought he could afford Tom Ford suits. But that wasn't who Tom Brady was. He was 199th picked overall. And Brock Purdy, if he brings this team to a championship, it's a more improbable run than that run. This is Mr. Irrelevant. In his rookie year, he was the third quarterback on the roster. He takes over a team that has a good defense, that has a good run game, but has never depended on his quarterback. And he's elevated the level of play at the quarterback position. I know they say that Jimmy G has an opportunity to come back, but mark my words, if this team is on a playoff run and Jimmy G becomes available, Jimmy G is going to be Brock Purdy's backup the same way Drew Bledsoe became Tom Brady's backup. This team has everything it takes to to win a Super Bowl, including their quarterback. So when you mention Jeff Hotstetler, when you mentioned Nick Foles, when you mention Kurt Warner, yes, mention the GOAT because yeah. this is a more improbable run to a Super Bowl than even that one was in the early 2000s. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it is that unlikely. And yet, a lot of people are buying into it in the biggest ways that you possibly can. Brooke Pryor, are you one of those people? Yeah, absolutely. Because somewhere, and I am not giving away any intellectual property. Disney, please do not get mad at me. I do my trainings every month. But somewhere, somebody is writing a script for Mr. Irrelevant, a Disney <laughs> a special. Yeah. Like, that is what this is. Like, if he takes them to a Super Bowl, that's every kind of blockbuster movie you want it to be. As a journalist, that's my Super Bowl to write a story of the guy that's Mr. Irrelevant, comes in, rookie, wins a Super Bowl. I mean, it is... It's hard to underscore how exciting and improbable it would be. And something we didn't get to enough early in the show today, you touched on it briefly in the highlight, the acquisition of Christian McCaffrey. I'm thinking back to last year's Super Bowl yes. champions, the Rams. They don't win that championship without Odell Beckham. They don't win that championship without Von Miller. Acquisitions made during the season. That's not traditionally the way football is won. But maybe this is the beginning of a trend because this team is where it is in large part because they got McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, that was, like I said, the best trade of the year as far as bringing in a piece that not only is going to help you but 
in an emergency situation where you lose a guy like Debo, like he's not going to be there for three to four weeks. Yeah. We don't know when he'll be back. You can lean on McCaffrey and you can lean on Kittle, like the guys that you are, those are your go-to guys. So when you have a rookie quarterback in an emergency situation where you lose Jimmy G, he comes in to have McCaffrey, to have him there is such a vital piece to where they can run this offense and they can still be functioning at a very high level. And I'm not going to – I mean, I'll say it firsthand. I was wrong. Last night, I, I was shocked at how Purdy was out, able to go out there, function at a high level, on the road, run this offense, look the way that he looked with confidence and, and a little bit of swag to him, which I love, mm-hmm. especially at the end of the game going for the first down. So, again – I was wrong yesterday. The 49ers are for real. And with the way that Purdy's playing in Shanahan's offense and the style with the addition of McCaffrey and Kittle, and when you get Debo back and their defense, that's a combination for – That's the key point. That's a combination for Because at the end of the day, you could talk about Purdy all you want, McCaffrey, Kittle, Ayuk, anybody. This team is going to go because that defense is the best in the entire National Football League. Are they the biggest threat to the Philadelphia Eagles? That's the question. Let's go to Philly. The Birds are 12-1. They have played the second easiest schedule amongst teams in line to make the playoffs. That is what it is. They don't make the schedule, but you can't help but notice it as you look it over. And yesterday, here on this program, Bart Scott was comparing the Eagles to TCU. Listen to this. Man, that's like TCU, man. It's a fluffed up schedule, man. It's a soft schedule. Okay, so who you're did, not who did they buy in Philly. Well, who did they know. beat? Cowboys are playing the They beat teams. the team. They beat I, I understand that, but who did they beat? Yeah, they, the did it with their back, they did it with their backup quarterback. So the beauty of Philly is that they've been healthy the entire year. Yeah. None of that matters, man. It's 0 0 when you get into the postseason. So this is always complicated. Look at ours. <laughs> I can't even ask the question. <laughs> why is that so funny, Ryan Clark? <laughs> hey, why he sounds so mad, though? Like, he was understand. on one yesterday. Like, we, we can't. Hey, guys, we can't let our emotion get into this and take us away from what's happening. That the Philadelphia Eagles, you, you beat who you play, Greeny. Right? You're 12-1 and one because 12 of those teams, you were better than that day. That's the job. You don't get to make the schedule. And we also have to look at the way the Philadelphia Eagles are beating teams. They're beating teams by consistently being themselves, by having one of the most poised quarterbacks in the NFL, by having skilled players on the outside that are phenomenal, by having an offensive line that is physical and athletic, and a run game that is tops in the league. That's who they are every week. And they're going to pressure the quarterback, they're going to play lockdown at the cornerback position, and they're going to make scoring hard. What else are you supposed to do? And so I'm and knock a team that, to me, has the MVP, that has probably the coach of the year, and has tons of skill all over the field. The Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in football, no matter what the the schedule says. And they will get the opportunity to prove that not only this week against the Bears, but on Christmas Eve, we all get the question answered that we want to get answered. Did they beat them because they had Cooper Rush, or are they just a better football team? That game will be in Dallas. And again, the Eagles have to get through Chicago this week, which it doesn't feel like the most difficult. We could put the picks up on the screen here. I don't think any of us are taking the Bears to win this game. I mean, have the Eagles left you any questions? Do you, Nick, I mean, they've played who they've played. Unlike TCU or Michigan, if you want, with the preseason or whatever, they don't make their own schedule. They didn't play a first-place schedule. That is what it is. Have they left any questions in your mind right now, Ninko? It would just have to be defensively stopping the run. You know, there were some issues during this, the last few weeks yeah. prior to them going out and getting Sue right. that they were having a hard time stopping the run, which in the playoffs, if you go up, up against a team, 
say say they do play the 49ers and they're running the football really well. Like you have to stop the run. So they can fix it. They have the players to fix it. They have the talent. They went out and they got sued for that that issue. So we'll see. They can put that together in the playoffs. But that's the only thing that I see could be the Achilles heel. Do you have any questions? Are they the best team in the National Football League in your mind, Brooke? Yes, they are because they also got Jordan Davis back and he's mm. going to help yeah, stopping yeah, the run there, right? Like that true, answers true, true. that question. And look, yeah. I, I understand. I'm looking at the schedule. Yeah, it's not great. But they're having dominant wins against these teams. They're not lucking into wins. They won the last two games against the Titans and the Giants by 51 points. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Himbo. They also have beaten five teams with winning records by an average of 19 points. They're not just, like, bumbling around. Oh, we got to win. Like, I covered a Steelers team that started out 11-0, 10-0, and they were like, I was having to delete my game story at the end of every game because it came so close. The Eagles are winning games dominantly. For the most part. Yes. Go go ahead, RC. The last two weeks, me and Brooke have been right here. Me and Brooke, the last two (laughs) weeks, man. (laughs) Synergy. I mean, they did. They had their little stretch where yeah. we questioned them, right? They had to, they had to make that fourth down to beat the Colts in that one game, and they had the loss yep. to the Commanders the week before that. But yes, the last couple of weeks they knock out. I mean, this blowout the Titans and then uh, and then the Giants last week. All right, as we continue, a brief break from the Football Friday activities to get the very latest. I just saw Woj walk in the studio. He has the very latest on Steph Curry, and it isn't good. Does this mean the end for the defending champs this year? We'll get the answer. Plus, we've made a lot about two of struggles in cold weather. We'll tell you how the cold impacts everybody tomorrow night in the huge game in Buffalo. That's on the way. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. All right, we are back on Get Up and back to this. This story in the NBA without question is Steph Curry on that play two nights ago. He suffered an injury to the left shoulder. The Warriors announced yesterday it's a left shoulder subluxation. They did not provide a timeline for his return, but our Adrian Wojnarowski did. Watkin is well joins us here this morning, getting set for a full day here. We'll have countdown and everything else tonight. For those who haven't seen your reporting, what do we know about the injury and when we should expect him back? Hey, Greeny, I was told a few weeks, and I think the expectation, based on essentially a dislocated shoulder, 
uh, perhaps three to four weeks. And that could be as many as a dozen games uh, for Golden State. But they'll see how he responds uh, to the rehab, uh, the rest now. But this is a Golden State team that right now is in 10th place in the West, hovering around 500. And they've got four more games on this road trip before they return home Christmas Day for an eight-game run. But this is certainly a Warriors team that has relied on Steph Curry as much as ever. Uh, he's, he's been their most consistent player. He's played at an all-NBA level. Uh, and this is going to be a real challenge for them to play without him. I want everyone to focus on those numbers on your screen there. In fact, Cindy, if we could put them back up really quickly. I just want to give perspective to that. That offensive rating when Curry is on the floor is the best in the sport. The offensive rating when he's not on the floor is the worst the sport has seen in many years. So he's literally that much of a difference just being there and not. And the other factor in this, Woj, and you and I were just talking about this, as they try and sort of tread water while he is gone, the players, maybe one in particular they're counting on, have not been getting the job done. Well, Jordan Poole will step into Steph Curry's uh, starting job. And you look at what Jordan Poole did last year when Steph Curry went down with that foot injury sometime in March. He went on a tear. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was one of the the, the most – uh, explosive offensive players in the league for a couple months, a couple months stretch for the Warriors. Jordan Poole has not played as well this season, so this is an opportunity for him uh, to certainly carry a bigger load. To know night in and night out that this Warrior team is going to need him, but I think Jordan Poole, you know, who got that you know 100 million dollar plus 140 million dollar offseason extension, I think this is now a chance for him uh, to, to step to the forefront for this Golden State team. That right now, again, you know, they're fighting to just stay in the playoff picture in the West. And so quickly, because I have an extra moment here, we, we have talked about how they just haven't been as good as we thought. They're 2-13 and 13 on the road. Uh, and as teams start thinking about trades and all that, should we expect the Warriors? Are you hearing the Warriors might be a team that's looking to add a piece here or there, even if Steph hadn't gotten hurt? Yeah, I think for Golden State, this is a team that you know wanted to get healthy, wanted to see what they had with their young group. Right. Could they feel like they could count on that bench as we got deeper into the season? But you know, listen, there's no question the window for this Golden State team with their star players in their prime or close to their prime, um, you're on the back end of that. So there's no question if they're, they can be opportunistic to get better, uh, they'll do that. But you're starting to see Dante DiVincenzo play a bigger role off the bench. And listen, for Golden State, uh, they have not played well on the road. They have not defended on the road. Uh, they've got four more road games here before they go home for that long post-Christmas homestand. We'll have them tonight, actually. We will have them in Philadelphia tonight. Good doubleheader coming your way on ESPN tonight. I'll see you for NBA Countdown right. and SportsCenter and everything else this evening. In the meantime, the one thing they don't have to worry about is weather. But in football, we do, and Tua has to worry about it in particular. Right now, you've probably heard that the Dolphins quarterback has never won a professional football game when the temperature was under 50 degrees. It's certainly going to be well under that tomorrow night as the Dolphins play in Buffalo. Here's the forecast we have. It's going to be 48 degrees colder in Buffalo than it is in Miami. We're looking at under 20 degrees. We're looking at three to seven inches of snow. Here was Tua yesterday. Have you seen snow before? Yeah, it snowed in Alabama my first year. Yeah. So it snows in Alabama, guys. (laughs) I know. I mean, people don't know that. 
Yeah, and not quite the same thing. Just, <laughs> just not <laughs> snow in Alabama, <laughs> snow in Buffalo. Not exactly the same thing. I went to college with a young woman from Hawaii, and I remember her reaction the first time we had a winter in Evanston, Illinois. It's not quite the same thing. But to RC, people will wonder, just how much does that actually impact the game? Is tomorrow night's game in Buffalo going to be decided by the weather? I don't know if it's going to be decided by the weather, but the weather is absolutely going to play a part. And we've seen the weather play a part in Buffalo games recent in recent history. Think back to last year. Mac Jones throws, what, three passes against the Buffalo Bills in a primetime game because of the wind. When you go back to last week against the New York Jets, it's driving white rain. The wind is blowing sideways, and it's freezing cold, and now the pass game is hard to get going. The football is harder. The football feels like it puffs up a little bit in the quarterback's hand. So for a guy like Tua Tungvaluwa who isn't huge, what is this grip going to be like? Also, too, you don't feel like putting your hand in the dirt, getting hit hurts more, and also hitting the ground is undefeated because it will not move. So this Miami Dolphin team is going to have to figure out a way to be as comfortable as they possibly can. And I guess what you're telling me is, Greeny, it doesn't snow a lot in Hawaii. No matter <laughs> where you play, you never get comfortable with yeah. the cold. Everybody's going to be cold. But some players are used to playing in it and understand what they need to do to prepare for it and can be comfortable. Can Tua Tungvaloa and the Miami Dolphins get comfortable enough to compete? We actually have two examples of our two players today in that you were telling us earlier, we have the video of it now, a late season game yeah. you played against the Chargers. Yeah, and you knew they were done. Yeah. Listen, the Chargers got, they got all huddled up, Greeny. Everybody wanted to get warm. You were trying to find the nearest center, guard, or tackle so you could get some of that thick body heat. But it wasn't helping them, <laughs> Greeny. Before pregame, James Harrison came out. He didn't have no shirt on. Brett Kiesel had snow in his beard, and Troy Palomalo had a mane that was filled with white. And we knew that they couldn't beat us because if you was worried about these little bitty snow flurries, what you was going to do when these pads got flying and it started to hurt every time you got hit. We cheered and jumped up and down because we already knew that the game was over. And so if you're used to it and you play in it a little bit and you get comfortable in it, you say, you know what? When we get these teams who get to live these lovely lives of never having to wear puffer coats in the winter, when you <laughs> come to Pittsburgh, when you go to Buffalo around Christmas time and the holidays, we ain't going to have no presents. We ain't going to have no turkeys, but we will have this pound game for you and it's going to be cold as a mug. I, I'm trying not to overrate state this. I, I, I sometimes I, All we've talked about this whole week is the weather and there obviously are other factors in the game Brooke, but it does feel, particularly with Tua, as though it is the overwhelming storyline of this game. Exactly. Well, RC said they never get to wear puffers in Miami. I would disagree because when it gets to be 60 degrees, they get their puffers out. <laughs> so I don't know if they have like extra Canada goose layers for that, but they're going to be in trouble because there, there's no amount of air conditioning. There's no amount of like t-shirts mentality that you can prepare yourselves for and I talked to a former Dolphins player and he laughed at the idea that the AC could could help adjust that I said it's going to be 32 degrees he's like no nah, it's going to feel like four and he, he he's from a cold weather city but still I, I think that yes it's going to affect this team and very quickly just to give you an indication of how snow can be the ultimate equalizer <laughs> we can show you video evidence of Rob oh Ninkovich God. chasing down Devin Hester from behind Ninko you thought I was slow uh 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 I need about three inches of snow on the ground to catch Devin Hester from behind. But guess what? I caught him from behind. What a set a record. And this is in Chicago. So both cold weather, cold climate teams. And if you look at the score, it was a runaway. We were beating them like 36 to nothing in the third quarter. But just 
Just to goes to show you that, you know, the snow helped me out, all right? So, I don't think I would have caught Devin Hester on just a regular hey, playing field, but the three not. inches of snow helped me no, dig in. I had more no. weight, you know? Greeny, hey, Greeny yeah. it wasn't the snow, Nico. Don't do that. <laughs> I remember. I'm cool with Devin Hester. He actually tested me. He had two turf toes. Both of his PCLs were sprained, and his quadricep muscle was not only a triocep muscle because one of them had went away from atrophy. That's the but, only reason that Nico was able to kept, catch Devin Hester, and he wanted to break the record the next week for his yeah. kid's birthday. That's what happened. I still caught him, all right? <laughs> Nico's got wheels. All right, come on. It's the holiday season, and Micah Parsons is the gift that keeps on giving. You'll hear why the Cowboys star felt compelled to respond to his own comments this week. But first, Sneaky Hambo is ready for Nico. Here we go. Which team has played in the most NFC Championship games since the last time the Cowboys played in one? That's the question. The answer is next. Let's get up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Purdy from the shotgun. To Kittle over the middle! A little razzle-dazzle. You know, looks, dumps the ball off to Homer. Ball got out, fumbled, recovered by Charvarius Ward, running back the other way. One yard, power <laughs> surge, baby. Now Shanahan is just scheming against Pete Carroll. And just like that, the Niners are up 20-3. to three. All over, Geno, and, and they are surging. Time to run your way to the NFC West Let's title go. now. Let's go! Welcome back to our Football Friday on Get Up. That's how the weekend began, with San Francisco winning the West last night by knocking off Seattle. And I wish you could have all seen the degree to which Nico is agonizing over this answer. So the Cowboys have, you know, deep yeah, playoffs kind good. of aspirations. Big Cowboys fan, yeah. They haven't made the, the conference championship game since 1995. Which team has played in the most NFC Championship games since then? I am torn between two teams, and I'm thinking the Packers. You know, they had Favre, then, then Favre Rodgers. Right. So it's either the Packers or the 49ers mm -hmm. because the 49ers yes. were have good also in been the late good. 90s. Right. And then they got to a Super Bowl. Uh, so who are you going with? 
Well, 49ers, because they just won last night, right? He talked himself out of the right answer again. The first thing you said was Packers. You get it wrong every single week. The first thing he said to me was, Greeny, it's got to be the Packers. And I said, okay, okay very good. And then you, you spent 10 minutes talking yourself out of the right answer. It is the Packers. The 49ers and Eagles are next. Oh, it was the 49ers next. Yeah, it was the 49ers. So, so uh, once again, uh, Graziano is the best at this. God, and I respectfully, so angry. Ninko is the worst. Okay. <laughs> now, can the Cowboys get their way all the way? Let's find out. Let's Come talk on. about Dallas. They're getting set for a game in Jacksonville on Sunday. All the while, throwing shade back and forth with the Eagles as their Christmas Eve showdown looms large. Here's Micah Parsons on the war of words that he started. I'm pretty sure they hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Not once did I ever disrespect Hurts or any other player in any way. I'm just talking football. Like, if football is a, a hurtful conversation, then what are we playing for? I think <laughs> the job's more hurtful than conversation. You know, if we can't have opinions, I mean, you guys get to talk all day. Why can't we just <laughs> talk a little chatter, you know? All right, so look, I mean, Micah Parsons has been, uh, Ninko is still recovering from his defeat. Oh. Uh, but let's see what happens. RC, I think most fans want this question answered. All of this talk, I enjoy it. I don't know how everyone else feels about it. But when the game begins, does it have any impact on who wins and who loses? First off, Greeny, I would like to say that Rex Ryan is the yeah. best at Sneaky Himbo. I That's believe right. he's undefeated. I just, do, I just want to, I just want to yeah. throw that out there. Um, yeah. But also, too, like this don't, this don't matter about the game, Greeny. Like, you know, if you start to play well against Michael Parsons, then you might bring it up. But when somebody is as good as Michael Parsons, you're not going to go out there and start talking crap from the beginning because he might have three sacks. But what you will do is focus on him and hope that you can be more physical to him and then if you're beating him let him know about it but the game still has to be played you still have to prepare you still have to execute and in the end you still have to win and that's what's most important for both of these teams and of course nobody's going to ask Michael Parsons about what he feels about Trevor Lawrence it's Trevor Lawrence the MVP that's not tantalizing that's not sexy we're not going to talk about that on get up but if you say Jalen Hurts isn't what other people are saying Jalen Hurts is, then yeah, that's going to catch eyeballs. That's going to get listeners. And so that's what happened. And now you have this war of words, this back and forth. But like one of the Philadelphia Eagles uh, offensive linemen says, we don't have to play the Chicago Michael Parsons this week. Mm -hmm. We have to play the Chicago Bears. And that's what they're focused on. And that's why they're the best team in football because they understand it's a week-to-week -week proposition. And on any given Sunday, you can take an L. That's the point. And, and the week-to-week -week nature of it has never been more evident than it is with the Cowboys. I'm look, I just looked it up here. It was week 10 when they beat the Vikings 40-3. to And all of a sudden, Las Vegas decided the Cowboys are the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Our analytics said the Cowboys are the favorites to win the Super Bowl. And here we are a few weeks later. We're waking up talking about how the 49ers are definitively the biggest threat to the Eagles while the Cowboys haven't actually lost a game in the interim. So where are we with the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys? I mean, I... We're, we're living week to week. We're, I'm going to take a page out of Mike Tomlin's book. I'm going day by day. I'm going week by week. I, they are a fun team. I have zero problem with Micah Parsons calling his shot. He's calling his shot. He's going to bet on himself. If that gets you hyped up and that gets you ready to go play a game, have at it. But they can't overlook the Jags. But you know what? The reason why I'm not totally sold on the Cowboys is that game against the Texans was so terrible. You cannot be a contender in the NFC and go to Houston 
and come within a, a breath of losing to the worst team in football. Mm -hmm. I hope that that was a wake-up call for this team, and because of that, I hope that this is, cannot be a double trap for them. Well, we're going to find out as we put double the picks trap. up on the screen, and anyone who was with double us trap. yesterday double knows trap. that Rob Ninkovich thinks the Jaguars are going to win this weekend. You look at the Jaguars right now, you can't overlook them. Yeah. You know, Trevor Lawrence is playing terrific football right now. In the last five games, he has 10 touchdowns, no interceptions. He's leading the league in uh, passing percentage. So, with that, the Cowboys better focus up on going Going, to the, going on the road and, and beating a team that's really playing good football. And when I watched the Cowboys last week, I said, I just want to see them destroy the teams they should destroy. And what did they do? They let the Texans hang around, and they were almost in it, and they barely won that game. So with that being said, when you're a great football team, you go into a matchup, you just destroy teams, right? The Cowboys, they destroyed the Colts, then they let off the gas. Like, you want to roll into December on the gas, going, beating the teams you're supposed to beat. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, if you're not playing your best football, they can beat you. This is a sneaky big game because we're all talk, sitting here talking about that, that game Christmas Eve uh, that Dallas will host Philadelphia. If the Cowboys lose this, that game becomes meaningless, yeah, essentially yeah. meaningless. If Dallas have any chance whatsoever of overtaking the Eagles for the division and the one seed, they will need to win out and they need Philadelphia to lose somewhere else. Okay, so as we continue looking through it, let's make some more picks with the Friday forecast and we're talking about more than just weather. As we pick some games, RC, give me a Friday forecast. You know what? I forget what we said. What did I say on the production call? Saturday, Saturday shines I have, on Saturday. I have a Friday forecast. I forget. I can't remember. I have no Saturday. idea. Just move shines on, on Saturday. Oh, Jeff Saturday plays on Saturday. Right. That's what we said. Jeff is going to win only because he's playing on Saturday. I have no other reason to say that the Indianapolis Colts are going to win another game this season other than how cool it'll be if our colleague Jeff Saturday, who's now the head coach of the Colts, actually won on a game that was played on Saturday. And then they should move the rest of his games to Saturday the rest of the year. Minko, give me a Friday forecast. I, I'm telling you, the Cowboys are all – They better. you better watch them in Florida. Yeah. It's they're not on Tornado Watch, they're on Jaguar Watch. Yeah. So the, the Jaguars might come after them, and they're playing good football right now. So they better not take them lightly. They better not start thinking about Philadelphia. Oh, we got to play Philadelphia because they got to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that guy, Trevor Lawrence, is playing like the number one overall pick. And one more. Brooke Pryor, give us a Friday forecast. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Jungle Cats here, and I think the Lions are going to rain on the Jets parade. And that's because the Lions are playing so well right now. They are playing for Dan Campbell, I think that it's – I'm having a blast Cum watching that. Cumulonimbus cloud? A, a, cum a cumulonimbus cloud <laughs> is heading to New York. Well, it's, it's here right now. It's here right now. This is a huge game this weekend, Lions-Jets, and it, it should be pointed out that Jared Goff – has been brilliant at home this season and has been an entirely different player Ooh. on the road. Ooh. And the knock on him historically has been that he doesn't play as well in cold weather. We've been talking about that with Tua. And here we are with Jared Goff talking about that. And I am hoping against hope that that winds up working out very well for the Jets in this game coming up on Sunday. Let's put the picks up on the screen and see what everybody else thinks uh, when the Lions come in here to play the Jets. Uh, anyone else? Well, how in the world is this? RC, what are we doing here? I mean, what, 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 what? Why am I the only one picking the Jets to win this game at home this weekend? 
Because the Lions are playing that well, Greeny. And I get it. The Jets are great on defense. But think about what the Lions are doing with their pass rush. Aiden Hutchinson putting his name in for defensive rookie of the year. Now Jared Goff leading this offense. Amon Ross St. Brown becoming a star before our eyes. And we know what that run game is. And they just play hard. And also, I believe the world and the universe loves Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell was watching the wave go around the arena when they decided to throw the ball to Panay Sewell. Think about that. He's watching Panay Sewell go out for the biggest play of the game, catch it for a first down, and he okayed it but didn't know what his coach said. If you can accidentally approve the call of the then the gods are on your side. Football wants them to win, Greeny. And unfortunately, I think the Jets are going to fall victim to a team of destiny and the Detroit Lions pull it off. Nanka? I'm with RC on this one. And listen, Dan Campbell's got this team ready to run through a brick wall. And when I watch his post-game stuff and he's got that vein coming out of his neck like he's a wrestler, it gets me going. So I guarantee them <laughs> that team's ready to go. Dan Campbell up there, man, let me tell you something, man. We can do it. We're going to come out here next week. We're going to go to New York. It don't matter. I can't even get it. I, I can't even get the vein out of my neck. Okay, and he's got the lip in and he's ready to go. And guys are ready to run down the field enough. and smash somebody's kneecap. I love it. I love Dan Campbell. He was intimidating. I'm going to tell you, I played with Dan Campbell when he walked onto the team, or he was he came to New, uh, New Orleans. I said, man, that guy's like scary looking, but I got to go against him. I'll tell you what, I think, my, I think my coach is scary looking too. I think my coach beats your coach in a fight. I've got Robert no. Sutherland in a fight. No. Robert Sutherland, Dan Campbell. No. I got my coach. No. And by the way, we have the mm-hmm. defensive rookie of the year. Nope. His name is Ahmad Sauce Gardner. His name is not the guy I jumped out of my head, Aiden Hutchinson. The Jets and Jared Goff is going to come into a bad weather situation. He's going to face the wind and all that. It's not going to be good. Dan it's Campbell, you like got the vein coming out of your neck right now. <laughs> Dan Campbell is a WWE superstar if he wants to be, but he's, he's a head coach. He's going to body slam you. He's, yes. he's got, he's he's got a metal here. chair and he's going in. I don't know. I think my coach on, is pretty man. tough looking, too. One way or another. That's the it, Jets man. are going to win this weekend. It's that simple. That's it. Then let's talk next about another team that needs a win this weekend. In fact, they need four of them in a row to have any chance. What if I told you there is still a path for no. Rodgers and the Packers? There is, and it got clearer last night. I'll explain how next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. 
All right, we're back on Get Up, and our next stop on this football Friday is Green Bay, where the Packers are coming off their bye. They host the Rams on Monday Night Football before they close it out with two division games. Aaron Rodgers talked about making things interesting down the stretch because they need to win out and then get help. Here's Aaron. The fact is, their stuff is out of our control. Um, what we can't control is we got to win out. We can't control what happens tonight, what happens on Sunday, you know, games that we need to go our way. But, uh, you know, we control our focus and our approach and, and, uh, and be a pro. And, and if we do that, you never know what can happen. Get on a little run here and, and make things interesting. All right, so the first thing they needed happened last night. Seattle lost a game. So let me tell you the very simple way this team gets into the playoffs, the Packers. They need either the Giants or the Washington Commanders to lose three of their final four games. Well, the Giants haven't won a game in over a month. They need the Seahawks to lose one of their final three. They've lost back-to-back home games, uh, two of them in the last five days, one of them against Carolina. The other piece of it is that the Packers need to win out. So as we come here and talk about it, RC, I'm just going to say it. I think they will get the external help they need. I think there's a yes. very good chance the Giants lose three games. A very good chance Seattle loses one. So can Green Bay win their last four and get into the no. playoffs, RC, yes no. or no? No. 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 You would have heard me earlier, Greeny, if we didn't have a delay. You would have you would never <laughs> even got close to finishing your question. I said it like an hour ago. That's right. Maybe before you started. I mean, you know, to, 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 to think that this team can get it together to the point or that Aaron Rodgers can be healthy enough to a point where they can win the last four, I believe it's almost absurd. Uh, you're playing a, a Minnesota Vikings team that's top in the NFC North. You're going to play the Dolphins. You're also going to have to play against the Lions, who a team, who a team who's a team pushing to get into the playoffs in the last week of the season. And starting this week with the Los Angeles Rams on primetime on Monday Night Football, I just think that this team has too much to overcome with the defense not playing at the level that the roster suggests they should a two-time reigning MVP MVP that's enough to be himself and an offense that doesn't have the skill players on the outside other than Christian Watson that can create explosive plays by themselves this could be made fun Aaron Rodgers would be lovely we get to talk to him for the rest of the year and thinking they're in the hunt but the fact that this team has to win four to get into the playoffs I don't think they can do it Okay, so okay, so so the Rams are playing terribly right now, right? At Miami is the tough one yep. because then you get the Vikings and the Lions in these outdoor cold weather games. Not sure what everyone's going to be playing for. Let's put the picks up for this week here. They play Monday Night Football against the Rams. Brooke Pryor says they're not even going to get that one. You are ready to write off Rodgers. Yes, I am because he has not. This team has not shown us anything consistently. All season. What's going to change now? Like you said, there are so many other things that have to happen, and those things are more likely to happen than the Packers are to win these next games. Mm. It's not going to happen. They're the third best team in their division. I think that the Rams, I know, call me the president of the Baker Mayfield fan club, whatever you want to do. I like the juice and the life that he's given them. Listen, I'll, 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 I'll stake my flag there. I've seen it happen before. And also, and also by yourself. And by, you know what? That's fine. I'd like to run on a post. Um, and it's, it, there, there's a more likelihood of me becoming the president of the United States than the Packers win out. No, there is not. They have a real chance. I'm telling well, you we, right I, mean, I don't want to get into the reason why. It's 11%, Greeny. Yeah. 11%. 
Yeah. 11%. 11 percent. 11 percent. We know why Brooke took L.A., though. We know why. <laughs> why? Because I love a good story. No, you like Baker. I You're the, remember and we I, talked about And the, I love the good story know, of Baker Mayfield. I know. You like the good story. She's a writer. You know what else is I, a good story? Aaron Rodgers comes off a bye, no, finally gets his thumb healthy, which hasn't been healthy. Aaron Rodgers hurt his thumb, broke his thumb against the Giants in London, hasn't been the same since. Now he gets healthy after two weeks off. The Rams are playing terrible, Baker Mayfield. If you give me 11% chance, I'm probably I'm sad because that's not good. I understand. No I'm one sad. is suggesting it's good. When you're <laughs> five and eight, you're not supposed to be in great position. Well, I'm they just put saying themselves. they Who have put them at a five chance. And eight? Nobody. They put themselves at yeah, five and eight. I like, understand. I'm yeah, saying your drawings. right now, the Done. things that they need to have happen around them, the tough game is going to be at Miami. If they find a way to win at Miami and then come home for the Vikings and Lions to finish the season, the I think they have a real chance to do it. You don't see really. what happens. You no. don't really. You want to see the Lions right now on January 10th outside in Lambeau Field? Let's see how that one looks. By the way, speaking of things we were talking about a moment ago, this is what got me all fired up. Let's put them next to each other. I think my coach is tougher looking than your coach. It's that simple. Robert Sala is tougher looking than Dan Campbell. Look at at Dan Campbell's right forearm. He's never seen Dan up close. That's a photo without the band popping out of his neck. Dan is a big man. He's like 6'5". 6'5". Dan is 6'7". I six, played seven. with Dan Campbell my first two years in New York, and I would sit across from him or stand across from him when we'd be in competition period, and I would think to myself, you know what? I'm not supposed to be here. There's no way that that man and me at 185 pounds should be standing on the field with one another. He shouldn't be able to put his hands on me. That should be assault. He was that much bigger than me. And then I walked by him at a volleyball tournament last summer in New Orleans. He's still... That size. Dan Campbell is the most imposing coach in the history of coaching football. Do you know what Robert Sala is doing right now? Ninko and RC and Brooke Pryor, he's keeping receipts. Trying to That's what Robert Sala Isaac is Wilson? doing. He's keeping receipts on all of this. We're going to beat them this weekend, and then he's going to win the stare down at the halftime and everything else. All right. <laughs> I got a quick text message. Go. RC, my dad just texted me. He said, Devin Hester was full full speed. Devin Hester, Ryan Clark is funny. That's what he said. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We have a very special presentation that we're going to do in a couple of moments here uh, on Get Up. And then we will make way for first take. Another Brock party for the Niners last night. Is San Francisco the scariest team in the league? Stephen A. and company debating that and more. Top of the hour after a special presentation here Get Up on ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. It's been a magic carpet ride for so much of this year. The most the wonderful time of the year. Bartholomew is feeling it today. This is the season for giving. Don't give me all this nice guy stuff. I just got to feel it, man. <laughs> I don't want to be your friends. I'm so tired of these dudes changing jerseys. Merry Christmas. You suck and it's about your team. Bart is uh, very much in the holiday spirit here. It's about hatred and pain. Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, ho, I like that. I'm just doing television. I'm not playing football. You can't have the split belly and the crack toss without the lead bend. <laughs> How many shows am I even on the rest of the year? Like, not not enough not for him to come back. Anything. I was very impressed by the Chiefs overall. <laughs> Tori picked you, didn't she? Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Because <laughs> you have terrible taste. Quite candidly, I love it. When the Lord said, make a football player, he gave us that Prescott. Something happens to the football when it gets cold. It gets hard, and it becomes extremely slick because the oil from the ball comes out. Oh, no. The oil doesn't it's come out of the ball. The ball is slick because of the humidity when it gets cold. We got Bill Nye, the science guy. Like, no, that's Deuce's daddy. This is the most I've laughed in three weeks. <laughs> It's been a lot of fun here this week, and now we have saved the best for last. We get to do this again this year. For 75 years, the Walt Disney Company has supported the Marine Toys for Tots program, bringing comfort and happiness and inspiration to children and families in need during the holiday season. And our crew is so proud to continue this tradition with the Disney Ultimate Toy Drive, a holiday campaign supporting Toys for Tots, helping provide toys to children and inspiring hope where it's needed the most during the holidays. Going back to 1947... Toys for Tots Marines and Volunteers have distributed 627 million toys to over 281 million children. And we are privileged to have three uh, members of the Marines with us here today. Could you introduce yourselves and, and just say a quick hello? Right, nice to meet you guys, Greeny. Thanks for having us. I'm uh, Gunnar Sergeant Drew Williamson from Kansas City, Missouri. Wonderful to have you here. Oh, my name is uh, Staff Sergeant Raul Pilko. I'm from Queens, New York. Queens, New York. All right. So an easy trip for you to come over today. Oh, yeah, Delightful to have you. And, and how about you? I'm Gunnar Sergeant Spencer Brown. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. All right, very nice. Welcome to all of you. It's wonderful to have you here. And if you could, just a quick moment on what this program has meant. Yeah, so for 75 years, we've been able to spread holiday joy to the kids in our local communities. And we're just hoping to be able to do it for another 75 years and for years to come. Well, we, we can show you just how much of a difference this has made. Counting today's donations, here's a look at the toys that have been collected, 168,000 and counting. All of us at the Walt Disney Company are proud to play whatever role we can in helping to uh, promote this wonderful program for kids who need it. And again, on behalf of all of us at ESPN, thank you all for your service and everything thank you. Thank you. that you do to keep us safe so that we can come here every morning and, and try and provide you with a little bit of fun every day talking about sports. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy all the games. We'll see you back in better than ever Monday. First take starts now. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. 
One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.